the grapes. Check this out. Hello and welcome back to Youth Group Reunion Tour, the podcast that unpacks the Christian cultural touchstones that you grew up with in the 90s and 2000s. I'm your host. My name is Jared. And this is Mikey B. And uh, we've got a uh, a little bit of an interesting episode for you here. Uh, This is our first time revisiting a subject that we've already done before. Um, Mike, tell us what's special about this episode. Well, to this date, so this is kind of one of the um, anniversary ones here, right? Our first ever episode and our most listened to episode, I believe. Oh, definitely. Was quite a bit. (laughs) And most commented on Instagram post by the one and only band. Of course, we're talking about Reliant K, our first episode, and to some, our best episode. So, uh, you know, it was a good episode, but we really only focused on a few things that we knew, right? We focused on the 90s and 2000s. And so we got to talking to some other people and we realized there was a whole lot more that we really needed to unpack in discovering Reliant K here. Yeah. So we we kind of anticipated a little bit of of pushback against us uh, because we only did their first four albums. Uh, and obviously they've done, uh, numerous, uh, I think an additional four albums, maybe more than that. Um, but like four major releases, uh, after that. And so we thought, um, well, we don't want to release this, this episode, you know, you know, right after we just did that other one, but, um, it's probably worth coming back and revisiting it and focusing on like their later and more recent work. Uh, but you know, we're not experts on that. This was, you know, our first foray for the most part into that. Um, so we went and we found, uh, an expert and got, uh, her to come on and give her opinion and, and kind of talk us through like what we should kind of be looking for. Uh, Mike, tell us, tell us about our guest. Sure. Our guest, her name is Mandy. She's actually my cousin, but she is the resident Reliant K expert. She has a tattoo of it, so I'd say it's pretty serious in terms of the Reliant K fandom. Um, This recording, by the way, is from November 2021. So how we started this podcast, we recorded a bunch in our basement in a lot of different ways. So um, we've learned a little bit as we went along. Luckily, I had to dig this one um, out from an we, old non-working we, computer. We, we yeah, this was a whole endeavor. It took us probably what at least two hours, right, Mike? And and how many computers do we have to look through? Like three or four hard drives? Yeah, it was four drives. So the old way we used to record is we used to go on our dining room table or in my basement, and I'd have to bring whatever laptops I had, and so. If we had three guests, I'd have to have three laptops. And so it just made things really complicated. Now we do everything um, on Zencaster, which was a really cool tip from one of our uh, previous podcast uh, guest yeah, features out, that we've shout been on. Out, shout out to Ian B. Yep. She, she really uh, you know opened our eyes to some of the technology here yeah. in the podcasting world. But it was a quite an endeavor. I had to pull an old hard drive from a non-working computer and find what it was named, and finally find that one file that was called speak3.wav. <laughs> that happened to survive yeah. a full system reset. 
because all of the audio tracks were separate because we were able to find mine and we were able to find Mandy's, but then we couldn't find Mike's and we had to try and find it. And that's why he had saved it under that generic name, but we recovered it. And that is what you're about to hear. So um, what, uh, once we're done with our little intro here, it's going to go into what we recorded over a year ago with Mandy, where she kind of talks us through uh, modern day uh, Reliant K. And then when that is over, uh, we're going to come back and we have since listened to all of those albums and we're going to give our thoughts about, um, you know, what we thought after we heard from her and kind of uh, went and experienced that for ourselves. So that's kind of the way that this pod, this particular episode is going to be formatted. Well, hope you like it. Enjoy listening to it. If the quality is drastically different, it is what it is. Hope you enjoy it. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the Youth Group Reunion Tour podcast. I'm your host, Mikey B. And I'm Jared. And we've got a special half episode here for you today. Um, you know, Who knows? We, Maybe it'll go long. <laughs> okay, I don't want to cut it short, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I actually like to be, be called out on what we're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of, our, one of my favorite episodes so far was the Reliant K episode. Right. The first, first one we ever, this is like the one that we conceived the podcast yes, on. Yes, and uh, we listened back to it. We're like, we think this is pretty good. And, and since then, there's been plenty of more. We've, we have, we've been trying to get uh you know crowd opinions and by that we mean family and friends <laughs> yeah it's the the private youtube link that no one else knows about that uh you know i think there's 21 views on it right now oh so sick <laughs> hopefully at the time that you're listening to this on the the patreon that there's tens of subscribers on it <laughs> yeah um no, but uh you know shooting for the moon and you'll end up among the stars as they say so um no but one of the best things about being able to share it with friends and family is getting their you know honest takes on it and you know reliant k was one of those bands that you know we knew when we started that we had to do something about reliant k they just were so pivotal in that youth group music scene i can't think of a more youth groupy band and um i i happened to run into someone uh this past weekend and uh she she happened to say that reliant k was her favorite band and so i said hey you know what hey, you're in our target demographic <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a perfect target demographic and it happened to be my cousin actually um my my cousin mandy uh, told me yeah reliant k is my favorite band uh and and i have some things to share about that episode that I'd, I'd like to share with you. And so we happen to make it work thanks to the magic of the internet and free time. Um, we have on the call for our guest here to talk about Reliant K and other things, my cousin. So everyone that's been clamoring for us to discuss anything after the mm-hmm album, this is this is that opportunity. This is what's going to happen. We have called in the expert witness. And so <laughs> with that, without further ado, uh, please welcome to the podcast, my cousin Mandy. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's uh, an honor to join you. Of course, this oh, is great. You, this this, is this really is the big time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know Oprah and Ellen and the Joe Rogan podcast are all booked, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, hopefully, you can slot us in there. Yeah. So, can you give us a quick rundown of like your Reliant K like credentials? Like, like what? When did you maybe like first hear about them or get interested in them? Like. Have you like been to any shows? Have you ever met you know, stuff like that? Like, tell us a little bit about uh, how you, you know, your history with the band. Of course. So uh, again, being another one of those uh, youth group uh, kids growing up, 
Uh, and having a brother and a couple cousins who are, you know, a number of years older than I am, uh, they really, whether or, not, whether or not I want to admit it, uh, had a lot of influence on me growing up. Uh, and I, I think it was around early 2000s when my brother and uh, Mike here would start bringing home some of those like classic youth group nostalgic music. And I started to kind of, you know, latch on to that as well, because I was listening to it a lot with my brother. And then by the time that I was coming up into youth group myself, I still had a lot of that under my belt. And can we get a quick roughly how much what's the age difference between you and Mike roughly? Yeah, um, I think it's a close to six years. It is six years, maybe. Okay. I was, I was hoping I'm, that you didn't say and something. And I'm drastic. one year younger than Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the old man in the so room. So growing up, it's been it's been nice having like a, a number of cousins and a brother who I was close enough in age with that it wasn't like some like wild age gap, but like close enough that it's kind of propelled me into like being a little. And I, I say this with a grain of salt but a little bit more mature at times, but... Uh, Mike is making a face. Mike is making a face, right? Huge flex. And I say that with a great assault because I know that I'm one of the biggest goobers on the face of this planet. Um, but, like, it's 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 been nice having a close relationship with, like, the, the four of us growing up because it was always like I had two extra siblings, um, so but, I don't think we've ever mentioned Mike has a sister, I which do. is, and then, and then, uh, Mandy's brother. Yeah. So Tony and Sarah. Right. Which we, I don't think we've ever mentioned Sarah. I think we've mentioned Tony in passing before. Probably. Yeah. But those I, are the four that she's talking about for anyone that was curious where that fourth person came from. I, I'm a, <laughs> the, the phantom fourth just kind yeah. of blubbering about seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, but because of the three of them growing up, I really got introduced to a lot of, like, Hawk Nelson and Toby Mack and I, Reliant K when they were first praise, coming into the, the scene. Way. Yeah, those are both on the short list of uh, yeah. bands that we need to do an episode about, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so all of the good classic stuff that, like, really helped shape our generation of the kids in our, our age bracket growing up in, you know, youth group. Um and really started digging into i think it was around the two lefts don't make right era is when mm. i started really latching that's on that's the first album that i had that was, yeah yep yeah and that was back in the day when uh, mike was on his like let's burn all of these cds and share them with everybody ever allegedly <laughs> <Yeah>. allegedly <laughs> burn these cds from Kazam. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, the statute of limitations is not where over they came for that. From. I just know that they were shared. <laughs> my, my Justin Timberlake's character from the Social Network was <laughs> getting them out to you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's how I like first was introduced was through uh, Mike and his sister and my brother. And there was a time, a period of a couple of years, when my brother, being the loving, doting soul that he is, kind of started. Like poke in front of me and like the loving older brother way that I, I still like was really into these guys and like he would make fun of me every now and then. like I'm just like Tony back it up I'm just doing my life okay 
Um, and how long how long ago was this? Was it did did Tony kind of get off of him around the time Bennett and I kind of did, or was yeah, it was it was around that time that you guys were kind of backing up when I was starting to lean in a little bit more, and so I cool. felt like for a little bit I had to love him from under the table so that Tony couldn't <laughs> jab me about it, um, and just because of. You know, life can be crazy in how you, it can latch on to music sometimes. Um, and just being able to say, see them develop as a band over the years. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't until 2017 that I was able to see them play live for the first time. And where, like, where was that? It was the Alive Fest out in Canton, Ohio. I was. Oh, okay, cool. Living out that way for the summer and somebody had told me they're like man your reliant k is coming to canton i was like funny their hometown yeah homecoming, i'm like a homecoming show yeah i'm like that's wild because i live here so let's do it and i had a friend who was working security for the main stage for that that show like he normally does and he comes up to me and he's like mandy Mandy, do you want do you want to be in VIP? And I look at him dumbfounded. I'm like, please. <laughs> and he gets little little five foot something Mandy into like this muddy area right in the middle of like the VIP section, and I'm absolutely losing my mind, like as you do, and just having a ball. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, did uh, so so this was actually kind of what inspired this, Mandy. But can you sort of explain the the buffalo thing to to those of us? It's not something that I was aware of until nope. um, I Dude. talked to a super fan. But can you explain the significance of the Reliant K buffalo and what it means to you personally? Yeah. So on so last spring, I think it was. April of 2021, they released a an album of a bunch of live recordings from uh, shows over the last, I want to say, five or so years of just like on and off tours. And on the cover of this album, you can find it on Spotify. It is this big plexiglass buffalo that they had allegedly, the story, the story goes, they found this thing in a dumpster on tour and took it. And just takes it with him everywhere they go. And back when, like, it was like is it, fresh. Is it life size? It's. I wouldn't say it's a life size. It's maybe six feet tall, okay. seven feet tall at the shoulder. It it's big enough that you can't miss it. <laughs> and they every time they go on tour, they like take this thing with them and put it on stage somewhere. Mm. It's not like and, a crowd surfing type of thing where like. Like a Steve Aoki throwing the cake into the audience. It's yeah. more of like a... To hit a, a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, if anyone hasn't seen this, Steve Aoki is an EDM artist, very famous. He does a thing... Yeah, I don't know if he does it anymore. I think he said it was hurting his shoulder. I don't think anymore. But he yeah. used to throw a sheet cake, like a full sheet cake, into the crowd. Oof. All right? And he would just like launch it as far as he could. There's a video of... There was this kid that was in a wheelchair... It, may, it might have been a man. I don't know. It was, it was someone in a wheelchair, and the crowd like picked him up in the wheelchair and was like crowd surfing him, and he like wanted to be hit in the face, and so but he was like really far away, 
Like, and so Stevie Oki just like launches back and throws this sheet cake and it hits this dude right in the face. And, I, and it, it's amazing. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's insane. But but my point is nothing like that. It was more of like a stage decoration and yeah, not like a crowd. It's not interactive. Got yeah, it. it's very much so a prop. But for a while, when they first like have this thing with them, they named it. It was like the the their Mike Mabato or something. And like they made its own Twitter account and its own like Instagram account. Like they're not active anymore on it, but the fact that it's still nebulously floating around out here is just, you know, right up my sense of humor. Yeah. But it's really become like one of their like mascots, like almost like an icon for them is this plex- plexiglass whatever buffalo that they take on tour with them they ever um, like refer to it during shows or, or is it just simply just like in the background like for people to see or do they ever like you know like announce the band and they'll like announce that as like a member or, like, of the band bring him out or something the or, like, yeah one more song and or like buffalo yeah. just gets up on him and like yeah, i don't know to to my understanding um again it's a very limited understanding but it's just kind of there just hanging out um but there, there are plenty of photos floating around the internet of this thing, if you're ever so inclined. Uh, but when I saw them in Canton a couple summers ago, they they brought back one of their old drummers, Dave Douglas, that was on board with him. I want to say through from what which album was he? It was early on that Douglas came on. He's a also, like a local guy. It sounds familiar. That name sounds familiar. I think he was on that album number was, two. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dave Douglas came on around 2001 for Anatomy and then left around the Bird and the B Sides era in 2008, right around there. So we, um, we, had, we had him the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. Like the core, you know, for ours. Definitely right. influenced yeah. their their sound in a lot of, lot of ways. It's interesting for me to go back and to see his like little like nuances that make him unique as a drummer. And then around forget not slow down in 09 is when they brought in Ethan Luck from the OC Supertones. Um, And that really, really like changed their like part of their sound change and the direction of their changing. But when they were touring in 2017, this buffalo was just chilling up on stage by the drum set. And I'm just like, this is like the coolest thing. I have like a straight shot view of this. Um, Their longtime producer, uh, Mark Lee Townsend, was sitting on guitar for that show. And they saw that I had my like little junky Canon or Nikon DSLR I was shooting with and was interacting with me and just like, letting me do my thing from like a, a little mud puddle down on the ground. Um, but I, I, because I had found such like refuge almost in like listening to some of their early stuff. And even nowadays being able to go back and like keep up with their solo projects and everything. I, I, really latched on to the Buffalo idea because it's like so uniquely them. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, I I went to oh. my yeah, go ahead. I was going to maybe this is what you're getting to. Mike Mike had told me that um you had a tattoo of this buffalo. Is I do correct? indeed. Yeah, I uh, I went 
I, the girl that I usually like have design my tattoos for me, I'm like, Hey, like, listen, this is what I'm thinking. Could you do something? And she's like, um, I specialize in botanicals. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about You should about have done this. the mm-hmm album. So I perfect. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Uh, and then I went up to my tattoo artist and like, like, dude, listen, like, this was the vision I had. This is like the image I'm basing it off of. And he's like, okay, took a digital copy that I sent him and then did a single continuous line drawing of this buffalo, stenciled it on. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is like exactly what I was hoping for. It's simplistic enough that it is, it's, nothing like crazy and like it's small enough that it's easily hidden but like it's them enough if this to isn't like, too much of a personal question can i ask no. where, where where on your body it is yeah uh this particular tattoo is like on my hip like on my back um so like it's it's totally appropriate uh like placement wise but like it's it's easily hidden enough to like not have to worry about in like a professional setting either. That's pretty cool. So do you have any other, and it sounds like you have other tattoos. Do you have any other ones that are, you know, related to, you know, like another band or something like that that you like, or is it just, I know you mentioned that presumably you have some sort of flower or nature tattoo. Yeah. Uh, the only two other ones I have at the moment is a small olive branch and a small daisy on either arm. Um, I, I'm working on getting to the point where, like, I like have more tattoos, like mm. slowly, um, but nothing else that's band related. I I was joking with Michael's sister this last weekend, like, oh, like, like how cool would it be if I got like a Zeppelin angel tattoo? <laughs> and like she she just like looks at me and I'm just like, maybe that's just a cool idea to me. And maybe it's a good idea that I'm not actually going through this with this just yet. But <laughs> Mike, quick question. How many uh, podcast listens do we have to get for you to get some sort of a, a Christian pop culture tattoo? Because Mike, Mike has no tattoos. I have zero knowledge. tattoos. Yes. Is that something you, if we have, if we like, let's say I'll set it high. Like what if we had like a million listens, like collectively, not to mm -hmm. one episode, but like across to all, would you ever consider getting, you know, some sort of a tattoo? I'm not taking it off the table. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what it, Patreon tier is that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. If, if someone wants to, to donate to that Patreon tier, you know, it'll have to be pretty significant because obviously it's kind of a big deal. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously we want this to, to have some legs here, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I haven't really thought of it. You know, if I had to like rank my tier list of like tattoos, like mm. out of the episodes we've done so far, yeah. I probably would put Jesus didn't tap like, okay. in, in the running. Would you um, get Jesus didn't tap across your shoulders, like across your shoulder blades, like like a football jersey, yeah. like a name, but it's but it's Jesus didn't tap. <laughs> I was more thinking like the lip <laughs> tattoo. Oh, like, okay, you know, okay. Like how you can kind of like the Norma Jean tattoo. Exactly, okay. exactly like the Norma Jean tattoo. Yeah. So, um, the Norma Jean tattoo we're talking about, we saw Norma Jean when we were in high school. Norma Jean is a super hardcore uh, Christian band. And they had tattoos on the inside of their lips. And that, like, 
if you like, we saw them at a show one time and asked them to show us, and the guy like pulled his lip down to show us the tattoo. So that's that's what Mike is saying. He would get is the inside of his lip, right? <laughs> the the most professional place yeah. to get a tattoo. Probably also speaking as someone who has a tattoo, Mandy, I think you it would probably hurt a oh, lot yeah. to get a tattoo on the inside of your lip. It probably oh, would, but because that, one, they'd have to hold it out there for that long <laughs> while they did it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. They also fade so fast on the inner lip. Like, yeah, inside of your lip and the fingers always age a lot faster. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of wear and tear in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll, think about this. We're, we'll get a Patreon to your going. <laughs> we get a if we get a million views and a you know. A certain amount of money, Mike will get a tattoo on the inside of his lip that says "Jesus didn't tap," or <laughs> JDT. I'm not committing to it, but I'm open to the possibility. <laughs> okay. if, if the fans demand it, <laughs> blow up the Discord and uh, you know get that tweet to ten thousand know, likes or maybe, whatever. We maybe you will end up regretting bringing me on someday. I'll make this happen. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy. If I have to worry about it, then I'm I'm okay with that. That's a good problem to have, you know, is you know, trying to figure that out. So I I want to bring this back to Reliant. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to realize. I just I just needed to get that in while we were vaguely on the topic of tattoos. Yeah, no, that's great. Um so so (laughs) Don't sound so enthused. Yeah, that's great. I'm just really thinking that, like, it would be hilarious if, like, I set the bar, like, you know how sometimes people would be like, one like and I'll do it. <laughs> it's like, you like, know, you actually like, want to do it. You're just trying yeah, to find exactly. a reason to do right. it. Right. Like, like, and, and then you tell Leah, like, hey, I have to do it. I said it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just envisioning, like, oh, well, I, I got one like from the Discord. And it's like our alt account. <laughs> like, it's my, it's it's your, my personal yeah, account. Like, you're signed yeah. in. <laughs> No, that'd be hilarious. So uh, about Reliant K, though, um, I was curious, Mandy, if you had to recommend, you know, you brought up solo projects, and uh, I'm really not at all familiar. I know Matt Thiessen had uh, a solo project. Presumably, there are others out there. Um, I guess if you had to maybe pick a song or an album that, you know, for someone who is maybe really into it for the first four albums, and then sort of dropped off, like, you know, what what, what would you say would be like a highlight that that we should definitely check out? Either, yeah, either one of those later albums that we missed out on or yeah. side project that they did yeah um personally out of the, their later stuff i realized while i listened to air for free that they released in 2016 a lot um which is again a lot of like mainly teeson and hoops together and then um like again when they tour they depending on where they are they bring in like old bandmates um like hoops or or not hoops um douglas and mark lee townsend uh and just like a good collective group of guys that know the music but as far as like independent stuff goes i know that i want to say it was closer to two years now uh, Tyson had released uh, a single album called Matthew T from the the band Matthew Tyson and the Earthquakes, and it it definitely has some more along the lines of vibes of like Lord Huron and a little bit of like his own take on like a more folksy like Americana 
So for and a second, I thought you were going to say Lord. And I was like, <laughs> oh, whoa. No. I was like, my God, I listen to this That's crazy. right now. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that would be. Yeah. It's, it's good, but like I really have to be in the mood for that album myself. Mm. Uh, it's definitely a very, you, more along the, the vibes, for lack of a better word, uh, along the lines of Air for Free, but with a more of his own take on like a style. Um, and then Dave Douglas and his wife actually own up in Cleveland, a recording studio. I can't remember what it, it's called offhand. Yeah, let's record an episode there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Please. Uh, can I, can I yeah, please oh, get done stacking like, books? Hey, on our my cousin table. told you, told me call, about you guys. Call them in and don't tell them what's recording. Just like, yeah, yeah, like hey, we have some sort of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about you, sorry. Yeah, test this mic and tell us a story about when you were in a band real quick. Yeah. (laughs) But he and his wife released a a few short EPs um, under the the band name Attack Cat, who over the last few years I've really gotten into because they are very heavy on like the pop punk, very punk uh, in how they like come across their sound is very, very, very what I'm here for is attack cat. Um, so if you like, if you are along the, the lines of appreciating more of their like punk aspects, definitely check out attack cat and it'll fulfill all of your wildest dreams of right. reliving your yeah. angsty punk days. And that's it. You know, it, it really is kind of making a pop punk punk comeback, yeah. you know, Mm-hmm. So, so Mandy, as someone who uh, is self-professed that Reliant K is their favorite band, is there a particular song or even, let's say, album that you connect with really deeply that either, like, you know, has, like moved you to tears or felt like it really spoke to you on some level or got you through some sort of a, a difficult situation or something like that? Is there anything that comes to mind um, yeah. in that <clears throat> yeah um and again going back to some of their earlier stuff like i have some very fond memories of being like a goofy little like teenager running around with like mm-hmm, and two lefts and anatomy of tongue and cheek um but the last i want to say five or so years i've really found myself latching on to collapsible lung and air for free um air for free more so um, and these are albums correct Not yeah so- yeah okay. Sorry, we're um, trying to get the lay yeah. of the land here. So, my apologies, yeah. No, that's um, okay. But the, the album Air for Free, I listened this album, like I listened to this album to the point where like the the summer I was living out in Canton, like I listened to the crap out of this album. And like it because again, I've always kind of used music as like a way to keep myself grounded. Was uh, that uh, the the t- the tour they were doing when you saw them? Was it that yes, album? Yes, it was okay. around that album. Um, but on that album in particular, like there was like uh, one of their songs. It's called Mississippopotamuses, and it's just an ode to northeastern Ohio, which is like always kind of makes you feel <laughs> cool. Like, oh, I, I know like what they're talking about there. I understand this. I can relate to that. Um, and just like being able to explore that album for me and like really use it to like help 
come to the reality of like the next two years of my life are going to be changing rapidly and being able to use like a lot of like some of the, what they're talking about is like, Hey, this is, this is all going to work itself out. We're good. And some of like the internal struggles are uh, like normal for reckoning with like certain like life challenges. But in particular off of that album that summer, I uh, had dated a kid on and off for a number of years. Um, and there's one of the the songs off of this album is like a heartbreak song. And this kid just out of nowhere, like ghosted me near the end of the summer. And I was driving back to my house out in Canton. And of course I'm listening to this album and the song comes on and I'm just like, it hits me in the feels like right in the right way. And I'm like, dang it. I didn't sign up for crying at a stoplight at 1030 at night, but here we are. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's favorite Ex- experience. Except yours was Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, I'm no, sure. Mine was, it was, I used to be a substitute teacher. I was on my way to substitute teach in middle school. Oh, I'm the getting worst. at a stoplight right, right outside uh, Niles Middle School, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 30 seconds away from, from being there. And I was listening to All Too Well by Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Yeah. And I started crying. Un- unprompted. <laughs> I'd heard the song many times before. I love that song. But that one in particular, just sometimes it, it when it hits right, you know. Yeah, when it hits you the right way. Yeah. It's surprise. I'm here. Like, good to yeah. see ya. Yeah. Call me up again just to break me like a promise. I was like, huh. this is, I was like, no. <laughs> How could you do this? Yeah, no. I think hey, we're like, hey, was, huh? Jake. Why would yeah. you do this? Huh? I, so, speaking of failed relationships, I have to get your hot take on this, Mandy. Um, you know, some people would say that. Katy Perry and Matt Thiessen the original are, power couple. are the original <laughs> power couple that that could have, should have, would have been only if circumstances were different. There are other people that say, like, I can't believe that those two dated and that would be absolutely a train wreck that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You know, in, in terms can't of be that, worse than Russell Brand. There's no <laughs> way Matt Thiessen is Honestly, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't you could, know. I yeah. could, if someone wants to make the argument that Orlando Bloom is better than him, sure. There's no <laughs> way Russell Brand. Uh, so where do you stand on this debate mandy because we can go back and forth about this forever you know you're you're obviously familiar with the katie perry connection right you listened to the previous podcast with the time katie what hudson 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 Hudson, same difference yeah Yeah, whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you know it i feel like like, I remember hearing about that whole thing, like, years ago, like, years yeah, even after it happened. I'm like, you know, the, the, the fact that this even happened feels like it's, a, like, some weird... Fever like, dream. Yeah, and it's like, what is going like on here? Like a flip here? side episode. But with... I'm not sure if she went off the deep end because she had to with her career, or went off the deep end because she was crazy from the get-go, but you know, a little scandal can't hurt anybody in that respect. There were some scandals, and I didn't want to speculate in the last episode, but I, I want to sort of brush past that because I don't like speculating about people's personal lives that I know nothing yeah. about. But um, he is married now. Is that your understanding? Or yes, I I don't know who the girl is. Um, Not and I don't think he he's been like overly. Like public with it oh. for 
I would assume for like their privacy for her privacy, which I totally respect. But so when you when you were uh, growing up, did you have a crush on Matt Thiessen? I plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> <laughs> what about Matt Hoops? Is he more style? He's a brunette, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on the shorter end. I can't uh, can't say no to a good short guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's also taken now, right? Yeah, yeah. They're also way, way older, and that would just be a train wreck in and of itself. That is true. That there was pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to have a crush. A dude in his late twenties and early thirties shouldn't date like a (laughs) fourteen-year-old. That's good. Good advice. Yeah, (laughs) generally good advice. I'm just you know more from a crush perspective, right? You know, people are legal advice with Mandy, right? Right. But tune in next week to see what kind of no duh stuff I give you. (laughs) Um. Well, you'd be surprised to be honest. There's a weird recording industry out there. That's just stay safe out there, kids. Um, but uh, I have some trivia questions for you, and I figured oh, wow. as a, a, a super I, I was, fan, I'm, I didn't know about this. I want to play too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll have super fan Mandy versus early fan casual, Jared. Casual yeah. fan. And so these came mm-hmm. to us from uh, a loyal listener. Um, actually, I don't know if you've ever heard the podcast before, but I found them from uh, RK Fan Lover at FunTrivia.com. <laughs> so I hope these are accurate. Um, so I shamelessly cribbed these trivia questions from uh, RK Fan Lover. All right. Um, so uh, the first question, um, and I will pass this. Uh, so how will we do this? I guess we'll, let me I- let me get first crack at all of them because I'm less likely to know. I okay. think, and then you if have I very can't, high hopes. Yeah. Okay. We'll do three questions and then a tiebreaker. Does okay. that sound fair? Sure. All right. So question number one for Jared: What Veggie Tales song did Reliant K? Pirates who don't do anything. Correct. One yes. to zero. All right, Mandy. Question two. Your question one, I guess. In a hidden track, what candy does Reliant K sing about? Uh, Skittles. Pepperoni. <laughs> Skittles. See also combos. Yes, very good. That is correct. The lyrics are, deny us combos, refuse us Skittles. I admit those words hurt a little. Which which hidden track is that from? Is that, is that from uh, two guys? That's a question for Mandy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that one. Part part of me wants to say it's coming off of Bird and the B-Sides, one of their okay. songs. I, I'll look it up for you. I'll let you know. No, that's okay. I'll use it as a tiebreaker. Um, so I have that on record. So okay. we'll see if you're right. All right. So, Jared, mm-hmm. um, finish this line, Bible oh, quizzing gosh. style. All right. People make mistakes. We took the blank from the blank. Apple from the snake. Correct. Yes. And that is uh, for a bonus point. Can you name the song? Nope. I, I merely used my knowledge that those <laughs> roughly rhymed and that they're a Christian band. And yeah. I'm going to guess. Hold on. Can I, are, are, there, are there multiple choices no, of songs? Okay. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to guess it's from uh, the one that uh, Mandy just name dropped, the birds and the B-sides. Uh, incorrect. Okay, nope, no idea. No, Mandy, do you want to steal? Oh, actually, I'm going to guess this is from one of their earlier ones. I'm going to guess it's from their first album. Mandy, can you name the song? It's, it's maybe, it's Maybelline, right? It is correct. Ugh. All right. 
So I still get that point though. She just gets another point. Sure. Right? She, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's two to two with okay. Mandy having advantage now. Okay. Right? So should have known right. that. Should have should have brushed up before I came over here. That's good. Mandy to take the lead. All right. Um, that one's too easy. Um, how about this one? In one of Reliant K's songs, their friend's favorite pair of pants gets cut off. What song is the name of that instance? What is the name of this song? Their friend's this favorite is... pair of pants get cut off. It's, you know, off the top of my, uh, it's off of their one of some, some of their earlier stuff. You are correct. Yes. Um, gosh, is it chart? It's Staples. Right? Oh, <laughs> you, you did it! It is Staples. <laughs> I hope you're not googling with your phone, there, Mandy. It is a violation of Christian she, ethics. She would never. Okay, I, I, I don't want to accuse, but you know, I can't see. I'm, I'm not moderating this test. I have no dog in this fight. But it is officially three to two, Mandy. I am not okay. cheating. I can give you my scouts. Not. Real Scouts honor. No, that's okay. Not All right. Pioneer girls honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My All Bible right. school honor, I guess. <laughs> yes. So it's 3-2 Mandy. And so question number three, Jared. What fictional character is Matt Thiessen in love with? Um, I'll guess Chitara. <laughs> That is incorrect. Dang it. I thought Lion-O was going to help me here. Yeah, no, that, that, that could be good. Mandy, do you want to steal? I'll be honest with you. This is one of those 80s uh, references that's a little beyond my years, it I could. would want to say. Because I, it, it, I also thought, Jared, that it was one of the Lion-O characters, but... The answer, according to uh, RK fan lover at funtrivia.com, <laughs> um, it says the correct answer is Nancy Drew. Um, Nancy? Okay, that's not even mm. remotely close. I'll take it, though. Emma yeah. Roberts. Mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they have a song that probably says, I'm in love with Nancy Drew or something uh, okay. like that. Oh, gosh, that's yeah. That's from. Yeah, so uh, we are still 3 2. Yes. Right? Okay. All right. So, Jared, mm -hmm. um, here we go. I think that was mine, and I missed it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm pretty so, sure. <laughs> all right. So, this was question. I'm getting. And then you gave her now. the chance to steal. Yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So, question for Mandy. Question number three. During what have you been doing lately? They name a girl whose life quote got so messed up. What is her name? Hmm. For some reason, my brain is going Stacy, like Stacy's mom, but that's mm. completely something else. It is something. Um, else. Not a bad guess though, because like yeah, lately, it, lately, and Stacy are like a kind, like close enough that they might try and get away with that as a rhyme. I don't. And know. this is an early Reliant yeah. K song as well, so I'm mm. I'm definitely trying to, you know, ask you questions that you're not good at on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I, at this point, I wouldn't be able to, with honor, say say what it is without Googling it. I'm going to guess Haley. Is it Haley? It is not Haley. Dang it. Um, the, the correct answer is, then there's Vanessa. Vanessa. Her life, her life got, so got so messed, messed up. up. Yep. Mm. Can you finish the next bar? I can't. You just can't get along. 
<laughs> her emotions they can't just cope because she's lost all hope all right um all right question this is the last question last one for me last one for jared how many cd covers were there for the album two lefts don't make a right two lefts don't make a but right three do but three do there were alternate, there were alternate covers covers call and so i believe that there were five because there were four and then there was a, a like a a mat like a like a plat a platinum edition that was the blue one that had all the four cars on it of the different colors. Correct. Yes. You are correct. I have that CD. It That's is how five. I knew it. That's yes. how I knew. Awesome, Jared. Very good. It is now three to three. Okay. Um, that's, this is going to be a tough question. Um, Moment of truth. this is, uh, you know, this is a, a serious diehard thing. So, um, Mandy, this is the final question. There is, this is a, this is a very deep cut. Um, but they went on a tour in 2003 with the following bands. What? I just. I, how old were you in 2003, Mandy? <laughs> maybe, maybe <Yeah>. seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, go on. All right. Well, now I Don't feel. Don't do better. it. Come All on. Right. She might All know. right. Can you name one of the bands that they toured with on this 2003 tour? I think that's there, there are four she's, of them. She's got a decent chance. Of yes. This. And for a bonus point, name the tour. Oh gosh. Um, you know, that's a really tricky question. I can't even remember what I had for dinner last week. Nonetheless, something that happened almost right. 20 years ago. Now you can probably oh, use some um, deductive reasoning on this. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Some of them may be unexpected. Some, um, you know, might not be, but if you're, I think you're a Lion K fan, you can reverse engineer at least one of these. You know, I'm ashamed to say that I, I don't know without having to Google it. No, just you got to name a band from the that era. <laughs> Do it. I know that they like lately have been touring with Switchfoot a lot, so let's. That's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Okay, Switchfoot, Jared. Do you have a I'll guess? I'll throw out. Uh, I'll guess. Um, skillet. Okay. Or Cutlass. Neither of those are correct. I can keep um, guessing, I guess. Uh, I'm going to flip that over to Mandy again because it is a tie, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. tied. It's tied 3-3. Three, three. So we're just okay. going to guess till one of us gets it. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, Mandy, your turn. Try again. Hawk Nelson, that was another very in-brand. Yes, good guess, but Hawk Nelson was a little bit later. I was going to say they weren't yeah, around. true. I just kind of, ooh, yeah. All right. Thousand-foot right. right. crutch. Oh, man. You guys are getting so Dang close, it. but it is not thousand-foot crutch. Mandy? Jars of Clay? No, they were a little earlier, weren't they? Um, yeah, and a, and a little more acoustic mainstream rock. Okay, know. hold on. Let's see. It was around then. Not DC Talk. They were already broken up. Nope. That's not. Pro- probably not Toby Mac because it's not the same and type of music. I want to give you a hint and, so bad. And, uh, um, Newsboys. Nope, not Newsboys. I think Newsboys would have been too big. Well, no, because I was like, you know, DC Talk oh, broken true. up. Oh, that's true. That's true. And then Michael Tate went to the Newsboys, that's I true. guess. So that was my thought is maybe that was. Yeah, my dad in the 70s, he saw Aerosmith open for Queen, which is like a very <laughs> fascinating, <laughs> yeah. you know, bill there. But uh, it's not quite on that level. Okay. So I'll pass it to Mandy. Mm. Oh, gosh. 
Oh, okay. I got another. I got a, I got one in the bank for okay. after. Again, this is around the time where like everything is just kind of mushing together. Of course, like, yeah. That's memory wise, could it have been like fire flight? Is that like a thing that could have happened? Mm, no, not on, not not there. Audio adrenaline. No, Dang not it. audio adrenaline. But it's that a good, was like, oh, that was good a good pick. I can't believe you haven't said this. Ugh, I, I'm really shocked now. Maybe we're gonna do one more round, and okay. I'm just gonna give up on this question. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your whole family. Um. Ollie. Here's what I will say. I'm, like, I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. swing it in her favor, Jared. So yeah. You got to believe me here. Okay. Think about um, common collaborators with Reliant K. Okay. I think I, I think I know what the guess might be, but <laughs> okay. I, I don't. Sure. Go ahead, Mandy. What? Wait, could it have been the OC Supertones? OC Supertones. Yes. OC Supertones. Uh, here is <laughs> another night, Sorry. another show. Yeah, another. That's right. That song is balling. As soon as you um, said that, I was like, "Oh, yeah. it must be the OC Supertones." Because we just talked about. Yeah, this. and there's another one, um, John Rubin, who also uh, had a song yeah. with John Brian Rubin. Golly. Yes. Yes. Nuisance. That song was amazing. I haven't heard that named forever. Yeah, I thought you might have been able to deduce that, hey, John Rubin did a song with Matt Thiessen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, the, nonsense, yeah. The other two, uh, you were really on track with TFK, uh-huh. uh, Pillar. Pillar, If Dang, you remember I, Pillar, I yeah. I guess, still it, yes. I was right, Pillar so, would have been the yes. obvious, the next obvious I choice. know, they would have been so yeah. into that. And, and Sanctus Real, um, mm. they were definitely more low-key. Is key. it not Sanctus Real? At the, oh, is it Sanctus Real? I don't, I don't know. know. I always said Sanctus Tweet Real. at us and tell us who pronounced it wrong sanctus real um and the name of that tour was sea spot rock so i i feel good about that i'm gonna give the edge to mandy do we want to do one more um i mean she's she won she won four three yeah she, hey, she, stole I... she stole that one from me yeah uh, sorry no no, no 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 i'm saying Oops. you obviously have the edge yeah. all of mine were super easy yeah <laughs> Um, very, there, this is the last one that is kind of interesting. I didn't know this one. Um, one, there's a person in the band who has a nickname, um, and, uh, it's Matt Thiessen. Um, and I want to know if you know what Matt Thiessen's nickname is. Got two guesses. Okay. Andy can go first and she probably knows it. Part of me wants to, to guess Spaghetti Jones based off his his Instagram handle. Okay. But I also have a feeling that is very much so incorrect. <laughs> That's just hilarious. But. Yeah. Jared, do you have a guess? Uh, my guess is... Is it Spaghetti Jones? For the, my for guess the... is Hollywood. No. Or Sunshine. No. Nope. Um, acor- Based on his hair. Based solely on his his, his blonde curly surfer. Glorious mane. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> according to uh, Reliant K Club dot deviantart.com uh, last updated september 10th 2008 um matt Thiessen's nickname is apparently the white rose is that does that ring a bell for anyone unfortunately no. not well it is what it is but 
Uh, Matt Thiessen has also been a guest vocalist on tracks such as Switchfoot's Rebuild, John Rubin's Nuisance, House of Heroes. Um, recall that the drummer for House of Heroes is now in 21 Pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Folds, I Believe You. He, he guest vocal. Guitarist on, on a Katie Hudson music <laughs> yeah. video. Very true. <laughs> yeah, he just released a single with, um, gosh, Things this year. A collaborated single with Fangs as well. Oh, I thought of something I wanted to ask Mandy. That Hit, this me. Has... Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> hey, Britney's free. Let's go. Yeah, yeah let's um, do it. <laughs> uh, um, um, I wonder, because we've heard um, that some, some Christian artists after many years or whatever have, have like gone into like more uh, adult themes or have had like cursing in some of their, their songs and stuff as they got older. I wonder, are there any Reliant K songs where they cuss? Are there any Reliant K songs where where they talk about like, where they talk about like sex or anything like that? Yeah. Um, not that I've picked up on like any like cursing or whatever, Mm -hmm. but the last, Albums they've released, uh, again being collapsible lungs, decks, or anything like that. Um, I forget, not slow down and air for free. Those three albums in particular really um, goes into exploring more themes of like heartbreak and it's just the reality of like, wow, this like really is like tough. Like I still have to like see remnants of you when I'm hanging out with my friends or. Like watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and just <laughs> it has been a shift I've noticed thematically going from like like just like writing funny songs for the sake of yeah. run, like writing funny songs to like mm. this is the reality of life sometimes and this is how like I'm choosing to go about rebounding from like some of the struggles I've been like tossed my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. We talked about that on the podcast a little bit, where we sort of, you know, it was the end of our era when like we bought a Reliant K album and there's no hidden track on it. Like yeah. the the silly songs were yeah. fun, but it was also sort of like a weird. Yeah. They probably grew up at the same time. Uh, Matt Thiessen was born in 1980, so he's a little bit older than us. Yeah, Actually, older ten, than I. Ten thought. years older than me. Yeah, yeah, which which I guess makes sense. You know, yeah. we listened to him when we were like 10, 12, 13. So right. I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah. So, Mandy, can you, I know this is maybe would be hard to do, but would you be able to give us like, one, would you be possible to rank all of their albums in order from favorite to least favorite? If that's not possible, can you give us uh, maybe like a top three? Oh, I don't think I could do like the, the ranking per se, but my top three as of lately, um, good night. That's a definitely a good a good one. Um, definitely would be just with how how I've clung to it again is mm-hmm. air for free right now is number one. Collapsible lung is a second mm-hmm. um, a, a second follow up, and then um, anatomy of tongue and cheek is definitely up there too. So a toss up between those three. Mm, interesting. Well, if you. If you had, um, if you were going to like 
recommend to someone like, hey, you can only listen to one Reliant K album and I want you to get an idea of who they are. Like, is there like a quintessential album you think most like is like the most of them? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it would be like hard to suggest just one because again, like any like good mm-hmm. band that's been around as long as they have, the like, they you, grow like, and they change, and yeah, there's like a sure. lot of yeah. a lot of like difference between like their self titled and even Anatomy in comparison mm-hmm. to like Air for Free, but I feel like the most like the staple album I would want to say is Mm-hmm from O Four. Mm. Mm. But okay. Mike <laughs> almost <laughs> I, yeah, have to that. I cussed, I cussed I, a swear. Here I go, another two hours of work. Sorry, no, I'm dude. just kidding. It's all right. Um That w- was that when we did it, do you remember? Was that was that one your favorite? Was that one the one you I, I, I it's it's hard to say. I remember, I remember it feels I like pitched, it's been a long time. Yeah. I, I said I don't think it's their their best album, but I think it's my personal favorite is yeah. Yeah. two lefts don't make a right, yeah. three do. Yeah. Which I think, you know, out of the ones we were familiar with, I don't think it's their best album, but it was my personal favorite mm-hmm. based on my experience with it. Yeah. I, but, I think I might have said Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek for the mm-hmm. same reason because yeah. it was like I think I remember talking about it was the first album that I heard that was like, wow, this is a Christian band that sounds really different. And like, you can give it to your friends and they like got it right away. And it wasn't like, you didn't have to sort of explain it. It was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting and cool. And plus they talk about Lino and all these 80s references that. And the Sadie Hawkins dance. And the Sadie Hawkins dance. Every middle school boy's dream because you don't have to ask the girl out. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just am saying, yeah, because I just think back to my cringe moment that I, you know, every time we talk about that, I just have to relive that again in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the moment that I, I talked mean, about it, earlier it, on the, it, the cast. It cannot be as bad as the fact that the, the college I went to, I was a part of our campus life you can, committee. You can name drop them if you want to. Yeah. And we a couple times decided to have Sadie Hawkins dances. Really? And yeah, and I'm like, I I played the, the Reliant K song at the dance. What They're kind of a small what kind of a small Christian campus would we be if we didn't? That's the question. Did you really for real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I have uh, media media dug deep down in my my phone archives from those nights. So I always like um, if anyone's ever seen the the TV show Community, they always so joke. Good. They always joke on that that they have like an absurd number of dances for their yeah. school. But <laughs> at the school that Mike and I went to, Grove City, we had that many dances every year, and it was like I was like, yeah, that's just like that's how many dances you have. Like this yeah. is, I, I I didn't think that was weird. And then like in like the third or fourth season, they started joking like we're having another dance, and I was like, you know, you have like seven dances a year. That's normal. <laughs> Well, at Tacoa, <laughs> I think there was, uh, you know, I might have, hey, I might have yeah. lowballed it there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not counting the unofficial ones. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, those are the ones that I went to, uh, right? Not even oh, the yeah. ones that were held that I declined. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so at Tacoa, yeah. good. Uh, how many did we have? 
Oh, you were going to say something and oh. I cut you off because I'm super no. loud. <laughs> no, I mean, same. So it's good to be in like company. It's it's refreshing. Uh, first off, no worries. But yeah, that sounds yeah. about to any, listeners, to any listeners, if you went to a Christian college, did your college have a thousand dances every year? And if you went to, you know, a non-Christian like public school or whatever, like a state school or something, how many dances a year did you guys have? Let us know. And did they play Little John? And yeah. did they play yeah. the censored version? Did they play the censored version? <laughs> and did like 12 people in the crowd yell the uncensored words as loud as possible over the censoring to make the homeschool kids uncomfortable? That's a very specific <laughs> question. I wonder why you're asking that very specific question. Oh, no. Whoops. Good. No, it sounded fine other than the, the loud bang. <laughs> Beautiful. No, that's awesome. So, you know, to recap, Mandy, you actually went to a Sadie Hawkins dance and listened to Sadie Hawkins dance. You have a Reliant K tattoo. You've been to a concert and you recommended albums that we have listened and to zero minutes of. And the winner of the, the first annual Reliant K trivia contest. Um, very exciting <laughs> stuff. I don't know how I feel about the fact that reality just kind of hit me right here. So, <laughs> but, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. As- so we do a little bit on the show. So if you do win the trivia contest, um, you get a free promotion or plug. And so um, I thought this was going to be a short episode, but we're coming up on this an is hour. Real, this is a full yeah, real it's episode. A, it's Let's a, go. We're running it back. But I just wanted to give you an opportunity, Mandy, if you had, uh, you know, people sometimes will plug you know, their business or uh, a music project or social handles or anything that you like. If you want to plug a Reliant K album we've never heard or another band that maybe we have or haven't heard of or a movie, whatever you want to plug, whatever you like. You have earned the right for promotional Um, time. So feel free to use it wisely. It's worth tens of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Ten whole dollars that I did not have before. Um, Payable only in exposure. Yes. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, I guess if you need portraits done, I I am starting up and learning how to do portraits for people. Um, right. I've had two whole clients, so I have some some business experience for you. But awesome. Where can they reach you if someone wants to reach out to you for something like that? I you the you can find me on Instagram. I. It's the the handle is at sandy.milker. All right. And we can have uh, Okay. I, I I don't have to explain that one. I guess <laughs> yeah. we'll figure it out when you get there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> But yeah, you also have experience with band photography, right? You mentioned Reliant K, yeah. things like that. So you know, don't sell yourself short. You you told that story. So I'm sure there are people who will love to listen to your description of you taking photos in audio format. We, we, maybe we'll say, try it. it sounds maybe great. We'll try and get one of those and throw it on our Instagram for when we post about this episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I take I'll, photos sometimes. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Can make you look okay. I'm writing it down in the ideas channel. So. Sweet. Sweet. Um all right, anything else to plug, Mandy? Off the top of my head, I don't think I have anything else worth plugging in just yet. Awesome. All right, cool. So let's do our plugs now, Mike. Let's we we got lots of stuff. We got lots of Hit stuff. Up with it. 
Um, all right, so this is brand new. Um, you know, hopefully you'll hear the drop at the top of the, the section here, but we got a brand new website with all of our links and it is a yat. If you're not familiar with yats, it's the coolest things in the place right now. The cool kids are doing it. It's uh, an emoji Emojis website. <laughs> yep. And so our emoji, uh, are you familiar with what our emoji is? I have to look it up I'm again. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, um, Cool church raised hands guitar. Yes, that's so. It. There's there's four emojis. They're called cool church raised hands guitar. Yes, and they look like uh, a sign that says cool. A church, the the praise hands like yep. like you're in uh, your worship praising and then and then a guitar yes so yeah cool church praise hands guitar um if you go to uh if you have the opera browser and type that in your browser it'll automatically bring up all of our stuff all of our socials discounts things like that the other thing that um you know we you can do is go to y.at slash uh those emojis um you can probably find those links in our bio for our other socials which are at yg reunion tour um for twitter at youth group reunion tour on instagram um and do we have one more Uh, we have a discord yes we do if anyone wants to join that uh it's youth group reunion tour i think there's a a permanent link possibly on our it's on on our yeah it's on our yeah yeah so you can go there and you can you could talk to us and tell us that one of us pronounced Sanctus Real's name wrong. <laughs> or you can say that we we totally missed the best part of Reliant K and we had no idea what we were talking about and simply, you know, simply was incorrect on our trivia questions. So feel free to tell us we're wrong. I yeah, think also, that. if you're uh, RK fan, whatever, at something, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we'll, we'll pay you a royalty and exposure. So we uh, are definitely breaking the bank over here. It's a great night to be on a podcast. Um, all right. Anything else? I, I think that's about it. I think we're rocking and rolling. Um, hopefully. Oh, you- yeah. Wherever you're listening to this, please like us or rate us, preferably five stars, but we'll take whatever rating we can get. Yeah. And make your review uh, funny and interesting. Yeah. If you, ro- if you roast us good, well, maybe we'll read it on air. Yeah. Shout us out in the comments on YouTube. Um, you know. Go ahead and comment on Reliant K's stuff and say, hey, I just heard you on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just tweet, by- at him. <laughs> tweet at him. Let's see if, those, see if we get one of the mats on here. Yes, as, as if that, that was how they discovered Reliant K through a podcast <laughs> with 20 listeners. Yeah. It's like, wow, I've never heard of them before, but I had to go check them out. Hey. You know, so Mandy's that good. That's right. She's that we're, good of a hype man. We are really pulling out all the stops. No, this was really fun, Mandy. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank I you hope, for joining uh, us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I I'm very honored. All right, welcome back. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed our uh, discussion with Mandy and the insights that she was able to share with us. Um, so, like I said, since that time, we've had some some big developments. Uh, the biggest, I think, is that uh, since doing that recording with Mandy, I have been to see Reliant K live. Um, so they, uh, as we have mentioned before, hometown heroes, right? They're from, uh, uh, I think they're from Canton. That's um, correct. Yep. Um, so uh, not very far away from where we live. And uh, on their most recent tour, uh, they came through and played at the House of Blues in Cleveland, and uh, my wife and I went to see them. And it was it was a really fun concert. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, 
it was, I want to, I mean, I haven't been to too many shows at the house of blues, but I think it was the most crowded I've ever, you know, been to a show there. Um, cause I've been, I mean, I've been to see a few other, uh, a few other acts there, but this was by far the most crowded. Um, and, uh, one of the things that was kind of strange, I guess, is that their, their opening act is not what I would have expected <laughs> their opening act to be. Um, like, for, for example, I know for, there was this one song that this woman was singing and she like said the F word in it. And I was like, oh, oh all right. It's <laughs> like not expecting that to be Reliant K's opener, but okay. Um, I feel like uh, you could definitely tell that there were, um, it was an interesting mix of people, I would say, that were there. Because it was a lot of people like, you know, me that were definitely in middle school, like when Reliant K was popular, but then there was also, you know, some younger kids that were like, maybe like, uh, I assume maybe like a youth group or something that kind of came or, or people like that. Um, and, uh, uh, Mandy was at the show as well. Uh, I didn't see her, but I, uh, we like were sharing pictures and stuff on Instagram afterwards. And she, um, was, I think she was down on the floor and, uh, because we're old, we were up in the balcony. You didn't want to um, mosh to Reliant K. Chuck. <laughs> um, no, but we actually got pretty sweet seats uh, up in the um, like the the balcony. We were like in like the first or second row of the balcony because um, it's pretty much at the House of Blues. You just kind of sit wherever you want, like wherever there's a seat, and we just happened to get those. And we had a really great view uh, of the show. They put on a really excellent show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, they played. Um, a lot of songs that, um, that I knew and then a few that I, um, that I didn't, but I would say, um, for the most part, even the, the songs that I didn't know at the time, um, I really enjoyed, I, I, it was, uh, it was not like, oh, I don't know this song, this sucks. And, and I was able to find a few songs that I, um, you know, went and added to my, you know, Spotify favorites afterwards. So, uh, here's the set list. Um, according to setlist.fm, this is the set list that was played, uh, at the show that I went to. Do you have the date of that, by the way? Was that March or April of it was March 27th, 2022. That makes sense. I was not able to go to that because yes. I was in Nashville at the time. Yeah, I remember because I, I messaged you and I said, hey, we got to go to this. And yeah. you said, I'm out of the state. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so here is the uh, the set list. Um, I'm just going to read them down in order. So it's Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, High of 75, Bummin', Mountaintop, which, which to bury, us or the hatchet, forget and not slow down, Sahara. Uh, and then this is a song that I assume that they uh, could not play at any other uh, venue, but they chose to play it here because, again, hometown heroes. Uh, Mrs. Hippopotamus. Oh. It's the, the song that's basically just like about being from Cleveland or like yeah. Northeast Ohio. Um, uh, then they played Flare, Candlelight, Savannah, Prodigal, uh, 
God. This is where they got into like a run of things that I did not. I was like, I don't know any of these songs, but I, I was still having a good time. Um, then they played, I don't need a soul. And then they, and then they got into like, all right, we're, we're winding up the concert. So we're going to play the crowd favorites. Here they come. So Sadie Hawkins dance, uh, mm-hmm. chapstick, chap lips and things like chemistry must've done something right this week. The trend, the one I'm waiting for. And then they left, they left the stage and then they came back for their encore and then for their encore pressing, pressing on or what mood rings. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, so, well, Mike, you're missing the biggest song. So obviously Sorry, there had to be their encore. Uh, so they played two songs for their encore. They played devastation and reform. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they, they played the song that everyone, uh, you know, this is be, what they came to see. Be my escape. Be my escape. That's what yes. I thought. Yeah. yeah for so some reason, I thought escape. you said that already. No, they, yeah, they, that was, that was their, their encore, their closer. Uh, it was great. I, I really enjoyed this concert. It was like a lot of high energy. Uh, like I said, they played, um, you know, a, a lot of songs I knew and then the songs I didn't know I enjoyed and, uh, quite a few of them I went and kind of looked up afterwards and, and, um, have been enjoying since then. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really fun concert. They, they put on a really good show even for, you know, being in their, probably their forties now, or at least late thirties. Um, and you can kind of tell that, uh, at least, uh, Matt hoops and Matt, uh, Thiessen, they're, you know, best buds. They, they played like at one point they were playing like back to back, like he was on the, the, the piano and then hoops came up on the, on the, it's, I don't remember if he plays the bass or the the regular guitar, but uh, yeah, they were playing back to back. It was pretty sweet. Uh, I got quite a few, you know, decent pictures because, uh, like I said, we were um, pretty close up in the balcony, and uh, yeah, it was a really fun show. I wish you could have been there, Mike. It was, yeah, it was a good thing. So yeah, when no I problem. saw Reliant K, it was a long time ago, so it probably <laughs> was you know around the um, you know two lefts don't make a right era. Oh, I remember okay. them being good. Um, did he? Did Matt play with like a piano most of the time? Like, yes, you know. he he did. I think put on a guitar at a few points and play it, but most of the time he was on a piano or or a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was new to me. Up until that moment, I had never really seen a band mm-hmm. have the lead singer mostly be on the piano, which kind of makes sense, yeah. right? You want to be playing an instrument and they do mm-hmm. a lot of piano driven stuff. I just remember yeah. that distinctly as like, oh, interesting. Like, how is he yeah. going to be the lead vocalist <laughs> sort of position sideways on the stage? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was facing the other way, which I yeah, he, yeah. Instead of facing the crowd, he just turns his head to the crowd yeah. and stuff. Is that what he is that what he did too? Yeah, that's that's what he did. He you know he was facing off stage, and when he would you know have the mic, you would you'd turn his head and kind of look at the crowd and stuff. And yeah, I mean it was it was great. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, I wish I could yeah. have been there. Um, funny note, I guess the Reliant K guys, or at least Matt. They live in Nashville now, so that's kind of like the yeah, you were, music Hollywood. Yeah, we yeah. crossed paths on the yeah. highway driving back to Ohio, I'm sure. So I didn't see the Reliant K tour bus or anything like that. But, yeah. um, you know, they, they have a lot of connections to Ohio, obviously, yeah. but they do have those connections to Tennessee. Um, yeah. I don't and, think we said this in the last one. I did want to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, their like main producer, right, Mark Lee Townsend. Yeah. Um, he used to be the guitarist in DC Talk, and he has a studio mm-hmm. out there in Middle Tennessee in Spring Hill. So, kind of interesting. It kind yeah. of makes sense, but 
You know, it's just like a very small world of Christian music and things like that. Yeah. Toby Max Goatee <laughs> Records is out there, you know, yeah. so that's where that, that was, connection I, came from. That was their label for a while. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it still is, but no, I know that it was no. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You get that sweet distribution yeah. with Christian <laughs> bookstores. Um, yeah. One thing I would say is when they, when they played uh, Mrs. Hippopotamuses, right, they were kind of, they kind of like, were like, all right, listen, <laughs> We're not going to play the whole song, but there's nowhere else we could we could play this, and we wanted to, and so they they basically just did the the like the O H I O part, yeah, um, and then the part about the 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 Cuyahoga River, and every and everyone in the crowd went nuts. They're yeah. like, yeah, that's our river that's on fire. Let's go! Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what happens. You know, Ohioans, they yeah. love their weird stuff. They, you know, when they see it somewhere, as, they get really crazy about it. As a side note, just very quickly, um, I've been to a few, um, you know, podcasts that have come through to do shows in Cleveland. And obviously, anytime there's a show in Ohio, the crowd is going to chant O-H-I-O. And every single person... Of, from these podcasts and these these are people so the podcasts were doughboys comedy bang bang and how did this get made right all these people live out in california they were all befuddled by this chant as if they were like they were like did you guys plan this ahead of time how did you know how to do this and i was like i feel like this is a pretty common thing like ohio state is a very large and prominent sports school in both basketball and football. And they do this chant all the time. And I feel like it was not, it's not like that strange of a thing to like know about the Ohio chant. I mean, yeah. am I wrong? Like Columbus is like the 12th biggest city in the U S like it's not I, a small, I thought it was like number eight or something. I, or, it, it, yeah. You know, I, yeah. maybe I was looking at 2012 stats yeah. or whatever, but I mean, it's not a small, like Ohio yeah. is bigger than people give it credit for. I think yeah. and a lot of people have Ohio roots. And even if you don't watch college yeah. football, things like that, surely you've heard hang on Sloopy yeah. somehow in passing. Right. And so it's just, I just like, I, like I said, I was just befuddled. I was like, I was like, all of these people, I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe I was like, maybe you're, you're not from Ohio, but like, surely you've heard the OHIO chant. It's not that strange, but it's not even like that clever necessarily. It's yeah. like, Californians are, don't, don't have a chant. Yeah. They just yeah. talk about, you know, California things all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can tell they're from California. Cause they're like, Oh man, in and out burger. You got to try it. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan, by the way. Yeah. I can't say I'm a big fan. It's cheap, but you know, Swenson's, I've never, never had it. So I Swenson's could. as as good or better with none of the waiting a half hour. Just my hot take <laughs> on food there. Um. All right. So, Mike, let's go ahead and get into it. So we've we've reviewed, we've listened to the four uh, major releases. So uh, we didn't look at at least I I didn't. I think Mike did. They they released um, a song of like an album of covers. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to that one. Uh, and then they also released a an album of B-sides that I did not listen to. So the four that I listened to for this are Five Score and Seven Years Ago, Forget and Not Slow Down, Collapsible Lung, and Air for Free. 
So, Mike, you what? Which ones did you listen? You, I think you listened to those plus the cover album. Is that right? I did. Yeah, I listened to mostly Collapsible Lung based on yeah. the recommendation, and then the covers yeah. album because I'll start off if you if it's okay to start talking about this already. I just wanted to yeah. react to the covers album real quick since yeah, that's yeah, the one ahead. that yeah, is is fresh of mind. Yeah. I was really uh, impressed at their song selection just because. I like the the 90s stuff, right? Yeah. This is a podcast that's based on the 90s and 2000s, as yeah. they say. And, you know, the I, I expected them to have a ton of 80s songs, right? Everybody yeah. Wants to Rule the World. I probably would have guessed it that. Yeah, Africa. You know, Africa. Yeah, like that one's a good one. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a curveball, but I can't say I'm wildly surprised. Girls just want to have fun. Again, rules. these were rules. mostly songs that were done by the Alvin and the Chipmunks cover. So, yeah. like, you know, that's probably the same era of, you know, hey, it's accessible, it's well-known, yeah. those are the big hits. So I'm not super surprised by those. But some of the highlights, I guess, that I thought were really good, not just as covers, but also as song choices. Um, One Headlight, The Wallflowers, I think that's a great song. I think they did a good version of it, and it sort of fits their um, more – I guess less punk direction. <laughs> yeah. um, it kind of fit that vibe in some of those later albums. So I thought that was kind of cool. The distance um, by cake, which is yeah. classic. That was, that was good. Um, I still am partial to the original, but you know, they had fun with it and I feel like it was, it had a little bit of levity to it, which was yeah. nice. And the one that I really wanted to highlight that I felt was really out of left field, totally unexpected was motorcycle drive by, by third eye blind. So that song is like a slow burn, like kind of, um, I don't want to say angsty, but it's a very almost nostalgic sounding song. Um, it's a good song. It's a really good song, but it's like, you know, the lyrically it's kind of like about leaving your past behind and things like that. But I was really impressed because it's a slow burn song where it starts with this acoustic riff and then by the middle of the song, you know, if you have a poor attention span, you just skipped it and said, oh, this is an acoustic song. Next sounds boring. Yeah. You know, like halfway through <laughs> the song, it blows up and it gets really big. And so there's a part towards the end where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a, that was a, bad, that was a bad impression. Um, hey, good luck editing that. Yeah. Hey, I stepped away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> All right. I tried the best I could. <laughs> So, um, whatever, I'll send it to, you know, it's my own work. Anyways, so with that with that yelling that he did, I thought it was cool and out of character. Like, it did yeah. not sound like yeah. Matt Thiessen. And I always like covers when people can sound like themselves, obviously, but also yeah. showcase different parts of their vocal or musical instrumentation. I love the song originally with Third Eye Blind, but I was like, wow. He does a really good version of it that doesn't sound too. Now, the you said that he was doing some screaming. Is it like the screaming he does on "Softer to Me" no, from the no. original album? No, okay. I don't think that's him that does the screaming. Anyways, it certainly it Is had it to have been a guest vocalist. I'm almost positive. Uh, okay, because you know, he, I mean, if he could do it like that, I think on "Softer to Me" it was pretty good. And if yeah. he could do it that well. They probably would have gone in a harder direction. Yeah, you're saying you're saying that they should have gone screamo instead of pop punk. Well, I'm just <laughs> if, saying if, if he had the pipes for it. I'm just saying they could have put screams yeah. on trademark, for example. Yeah. That song's pretty hard, you yeah. know. 
Like there, there's a couple of songs that they could have done it on. Yeah. I just think it happened to be some random guy was in the studio. Yeah. is like, Hey, that would sound sweet. Yeah. And they came back and they're like, what's this thing that this guy did? And they're like, Oh, yeah. I, I did a scream. It sounded really good. So, okay, yeah. let's keep it. Uh, Mandy or anyone else that uh, has better knowledge, let us know if that's uh Matt Thiessen that does the scream on softer to me. Yeah, no, it wasn't a scream like that though. Yeah. It was just like more of a yell. I, I tried my best <laughs> yeah, yeah. on short notice, but it was like, it was, yell. It was great, Nick. it's at the top of his lungs, which yeah. he doesn't go there very much. Right. Yeah. He's very much falsetto. He's very like stepping off the gas, which sounds yeah. good. Very pretty, very melodic, things like that. Yeah. But one of the highlights, I guess, in total, and the reason why I brought this up first, because I think it's a good transition point to really showcase, I think, the evolution of Reliant K as a pop punk band, primarily of what I knew them as middle school, yeah. to really something that is was not quite that in the, the rest of the songs. And I don't want to mm-hmm. say they got softer because they didn't just turn Softer it- to you. Yeah, they just didn't turn into cold, <laughs> they didn't turn into yeah. Coldplay or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. But I do, I did kind of notice that instrumentally, it was a little bit more pop, a little bit more um, mainstream rock, I guess you would say, yeah. and less pop punk, fast drums, mm-hmm. guitar slides, things like that. Yeah, pick, pick scrapes is the word I was looking for. So, just uh, a real quick. Uh, uh, recommend yes or no for the cover album yeah i recommend it recommend it i think it's good um especially for a band that you know if if you don't know reliant k i think it's still good and it stands on its own right like the punk goes pop half the people don't know who those artists are but they still love those covers so Yeah, yeah um all right so let's let's go ahead we're gonna we'll go uh in order uh from um oldest to newest so starting with five score and seven years ago mm-hmm. um what do we think about this in, in general mike well so i feel like this song was kind of that bridge album i suppose mm-hmm. between <clears throat> their newest sound and sort of their roots um to me i don't think it was as strong as the rest of them and it's kind of where i lost interest you know previously but I can see where there's a lot of appeal because things like Must Have Done Something Right, Devastation and Reform, um, those are good tracks, I think, and those are solidly in the Reliant K catalog. Not my personal favorite, but I see yeah. the mass appeal and I see the point at which they are, I think we're still on some of their best work yeah. there. What I'll say is, I'll straight up say, it was a mistake that we didn't include this album on the first time through, I think. Yeah. Because... I distinctly remember when this album came out that I was like, oh, I got to go and get this and got it like, you know, very soon when it came out. I remember uh, listening to it on the way to drama club mm-hmm. and then I got there and my uh, the um, director, um, she was like really into Reliant K too. And she was like, we're listening. She was like, we're listening to the new album tonight, like in between like scenes and stuff. And we had it on. Mm-hmm. Um just going back and listening to it, I just forgot that there were a lot of songs that I really did like and enjoy. Like you said, it's maybe not their their best album, but I think there's a lot of really good songs on it that I really liked. Um, the ones that I have written down here is I, I really liked Come Right Out and Say It. Yeah, that was I a good need, one too. I Need You, mm-hmm. Forgiven, 
and devastation and reform. And I, I really enjoyed this album re-listening to it. I forgot like, Oh yeah. Like I can't believe we left this off the first time through because it was definitely, it was 2007 when it came out. So it was still like in the right time frame for like what we try to cover and stuff. And I was like, and listening to it, I was like, yeah, I really did enjoy this. I don't know why I like, you know, <laughs> you know, separated it somehow. Like if anything, yeah. it should have been like the first five and not the first four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I really, I enjoyed revisiting it for me. I think as I revisited this as well in 2007, I guess this felt to me that they were really trying to maybe transition away from their goofy self. And yeah. maybe I just wasn't old enough I think, to recognize yes. that. You know what I mean? Like, I, think I was like, right. Oh, they're different. Oh, okay. This is the first song. <clears throat> this is the first album that doesn't have a joke song on it. You know, yeah. like, they have some songs that aren't just totally off the wall about cartoons or <laughs> something like that. Right. I, I think you're probably right. And like the thing that maybe turned me off to it at the time was like, this, this is different and I want them to be the same. And I was like, now that they're successful, you know, they changed and I don't like that. And looking at it now as an adult, I can be like, okay, I can appreciate what they're doing. I like these songs and like they, you know, uh, are growing as musicians, trying something new. Um, and like I said, I, I think I was, uh, did it, did it a disservice last time to not, not include it in the discussion. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, I think it was maybe more worth discussing than their first album, which I don't even think we really had that much to say about. It was like, you know, it was very raw. It was the yeah. Cheshire cat of, yeah. Um, so the Cheshire cat was blink One Eight Two's first album, which is just like super raw, not great vocals, not great production. And I kind of felt the same thing yeah. with Reliant K's first thing. There were some yeah. interesting things, but you know, still not really fully formed yet. It's like season yeah. one of the Simpsons, right? So, um, so, uh, so next is forget and not slow yeah. down. So let's do real quick, Mike recommend, yeah. recommend yes or no five score and seven years ago. Yeah. Thumbs up, throw it in the rotation. It's, yeah. it's a solid for, album. Thumbs up for me. All right. So next one, forget and not slow down. I believe this came out in 2009. That's so, correct. Yep. I'm looking at it. Um, so this is one, this is, I did not have this album. I had not heard any songs from this album until I went to the concert and they played them live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that I really, really enjoy the the title track, Forget and Not So Down. Mm-hmm. Um, when we left, when, like, when I left the concert, that song stuck with me and I went and I added it on Spotify and I've been listening to it you know, periodically every once in a while I'll come back to it or it'll come on and shuffle and I've, I've been enjoying it. So I really, really like that song a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, the other songs that I have written down that I enjoyed from it are, I don't need a soul, uh, Sahara and therapy. So one interesting review that I read about this as I was, you know, going back and trying to revisit them, I didn't get this at first, maybe when I had casually listened to it, but I, I supposedly it thematically follows like the five stages of grief. So that's kind mm-hmm. of why, you know, therapy was in there, for example, just yeah, to yeah. kind of put a bookend on everything. But it was kind of interesting seeing that in context because it's not so obvious maybe from the titles, but just thematically it's kind of divided up into sections, which I thought was kind of an interesting take. I don't know if it was intentional to be that, 
you know, in your face, but I can yeah. see it. I don't think the reviewer was totally full of crap when they said something like that. So it's a, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, coming, coming back and like listening to this, like I said, this new album, like new, new to me mm-hmm. because I had not listened to it at the time. Um, I enjoyed it. And I think that it was still had a lot of like the, you know, the Reliant K hallmarks that I, that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I liked this album too. I, I would give this one a thumbs up as well. Yeah. I would give it a thumbs up too. I think it's, you know, more of a departure from the sound, a little more yes. emotional and I'll, honest. I'll agree with that. And like I said, I think I appreciate that more as an adult. And I don't yeah. know that listening to it as an 18 or 19 year old at the time when it came out that I would have been like, I would have just been like, this isn't be my escape. This is it. <laughs> this isn't Sadie Hawkins dance. I don't like this. Yeah, there's the element of the fun factor, I guess, that I always associated with them. And it was just hard for me to shake it for better or for worse. Um, this was not really a fun <laughs> record necessarily in yeah. the same way that it was. And forget, you know, um, forget not slow down versus um, five score. Mm-hmm. Five score even has a little bit of levity in it. Yeah. And I feel like that small amount is even toned down further. Did you get that from, from that album? Yeah. What I would say is like, maybe not like the, the lyrical content of the songs is maybe not fun, but I think some of the, the instrumentation and like the music itself is still like that, you know, kind of upbeat pop punk sound, like especially yeah. like the, the, musical part of forget and not slow down like just that i think is really like that has a lot of energy to it Mm -hmm. i think which is like that's kind of one of the things like i associate with reliant k is like their songs Mm -hmm. have a lot of energy energy, definitely and so yeah cool so collapsible lung this was the recommendation from our guest that you heard earlier yes from mandy who considers this the the magnum opus of the newest reliant k so thoughts on that jared (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not did not care for it. I I'm gonna uh, I Mandy and I are gonna diverge here. I guess like there were songs on it that I could that I did enjoy, but like as a whole in general, I was just like uh, don't really care for it. <laughs> I don't really this of the the four albums we listened to. This one was my least favorite. Yeah, I don't know that I would say that I like dislike it but it's definitely like eh. um the songs that i the songs that i did like on it i liked the song boomerang i like the song lost boy and i liked ptl which yeah i for sure thought was uh praise the lord because that was always what i used that abbreviation to yeah be. i think that's intentional you i i mean. think so too but like i said i was i wasn't prepared for it i was like all right ptl here we go praise the lord yeah so one thing that took me like by surprise having never really listened to this album before yeah was like he seemed a little bit angsty in this which is not really what i expected to get from this mm-hmm. and i mean angsty in not a way that he's maybe contemplative but yeah. angsty in a way that I just found a little bit juvenile. And maybe this is the time of his breakup. I don't really know exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like the song Gloria, where he talks about like, I guess it's love when you're going through my phone. Like, I get it, you know, what you're trying to yeah. say. But it just seems a little bit juvenile <clears throat> for this to be one of your 
maturing records. I get that it's somewhat honest or whatever, but it just seemed like a little bit spiteful, which was, you know, I found it annoying and not like, oh, I'm interested in this. Yeah, the the lyrics on this album were something else on some of the songs. Yeah, I just, you know, same thing with Can't Complain. Yeah. Um, You know, again, it, it was a song that I felt like some of these tracks were made to be in an iPhone commercial, at least instrumentally to me, in that there's the process drum beat. Um, you know, it kind of is a sing-songy thing, but it doesn't really stick with you as much as like a big pop song, right? I feel yeah. like they're kind of emulating some... It, it was a pop record, in my opinion, right? It was very commercial indie pop, but commercial indie pop in a way that it's probably a good background placement track and nothing that like grabs you as like, wow, this is a mega hit, right? There were no call me maybes on this record, but the instrumentation was similar. So it's like call me maybe without the hook, which is just like a good beat, but you know, give me something that is going to get stuck in my head. That's kind of how I felt about a few of these songs. The, the one lyric that I when I was listening to it, I was like, I was like, wait, what? Uh, it's from the song "Disaster," mm-hmm. and it says, "Baby, you look so sexy. So what do I do when we get home from church and the baby is in her room sleeping or watching a movie? You get closer to me. Oh, this has disaster written all over it. Yeah. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, it just I, it doesn't sound like something. I get it. You know, they're yeah. going in different directions, but. Yeah. yeah, it's it was super weird. Yeah. I, I don't I get that it's supposed to be, you know, interesting and hey, listen, yeah. you, you do do your thing, write yeah. about what you want. But I just found it to be not the most interesting. And honestly, even the song that it, you liked, Jared, yeah. like Boomerang. Yeah. Let, let's be honest, like that yeah. probably was, was a song yeah. that you should have written for a pop star and not yeah. kept it for yourself. I just feel like that would yeah. be better with like Akesha over it. You yeah. know what I mean? That if, just, he I mean if he would have thrown it to his ex-girlfriend, Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I think it would have yeah. been good because, you know, most of those songs are sort of built around the gimmick of yeah. you're going to hear me roar or, yeah. you know, our love is like my drug, you know, for yeah. example, which is, which is what I thought, which is why I yeah. brought up Kesha, right? Because it's like your love is like a boomerang. It's a very simple simile yeah. or metaphor and yeah. so it's like yeah. not super clever but it gets stuck in your head so yeah. give that crap to kesha she yeah. would kill it with the remix don't hoard it for so yourself. yeah potentially unpopular opinion here that we we do not care for this album that yeah that mandy said is the fan favorite so yeah <laughs> sorry apologies it was it was like i said it was yeah it was fine it was but i was not you know it was not anything to write home about. For me, it's, for me, it's slightly less than eh. I do yeah. want to say that it just felt very, to me, I liked, I, I, I was interested and yeah. intrigued, I guess, by them trying to be drastically different, but I just yes. felt it's like musically, I wasn't interested in it. It was like a step, all. it was like a step backward to yeah. me. It, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, it was, it wasn't to my taste. And I, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I think the next album, so the, the the next one, the last one, this one came out in 2016. I think mm-hmm. Collapsible Lung, I think it was 2013 or yeah. 2012. 2013, um, yeah. So Air for Free, I think it it go it 
is like a return to form, I guess mm-hmm. is the way that I looked at it because, um, I, again, I did enjoy a lot of the songs on this album. The ones that I have uh, in particular that I, I really liked, uh, bumming, mm-hmm. uh, local construction, I thought was a, a cute little song. Mm-hmm. Um, being from Northeast Ohio, Mississippopotamus is yeah, like, yeah, the Ohio yeah. song, um, the Brown song. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, most, most people probably don't care for that song, but I love it. It's great. That um, was written for the Browns, right? Like that was like a commercial. Yeah. Oh, oh, so endeavor. here's, I think, I don't know if, I think a lot of this song is like, um, you know, stuff from growing up in Ohio, like, uh, here we go. Brownies is like the thing that they'll mm-hmm. chant at the Browns game. That's part of it. OHIO is the thing that Ohio state chants. My wife told me that, the the, um, it's like, uh, uh, summertime's 45 minutes away, I guess. She said that was like a commercial that they would play for like Cedar point on TV and like the Cleveland mm-hmm. area. Cause like, that's about, that's like how long it takes to drive to Cedar point roughly from Cleveland. Yeah. And that like, that was like their slogan is summertime's 45 minutes away. And so. I think that it's it's like a lot of you know stuff. Really, the only big thing they didn't get is Cleveland Rocks in there from the yeah. True Carey show. But there's just so uh, much you can yeah. do. You know, good for them. They yeah. they always they they paid their yes. dues with Sunny in Ohio seventy yes. five in my yeah. view. So if they never yeah. did an Ohio reference again, yeah. I'd be fine with it. Um, yeah. Before and we- this is. And and this is like the re- this is a fun song, right? This is like the return to form. Here's here's the fun song. Here it is. So speaking of fun songs, before we yeah. get too far into this album, yeah, I yeah. did want to bring up there was a fun song on Collapsible Lung that's actually not on Spotify, but it's technically ah. a bonus track, and it was the fun song from that album. So it was called "That's My Jam," and that it basically is kind of like a clever wordplay doing all the bands from the 90s which i thought it was kind of interesting um, i'll have to check it out because I, I like i said if it wasn't on spotify i didn't hear it so i'm gonna have to go maybe check that out on yeah. youtube maybe maybe that'll bump my my opinion of that album up just a little bit yeah you know it's reliant k featuring owl city and basically it's a contest oh, yeah. to see how many band names they can cram into one song from <laughs> you know everything it's it's pretty good they name drop a lot of bands that i think were pretty interesting so yeah. just with, you know, it's, it's stuff like smashing pumpkins, you two, yeah. I mean, blessed union of souls, collective soul, like, they get, do they get, spice, they get spice girls in there? Uh, I don't think they get spice girls uh, on there, but they do get jewel 98 yeah. degrees, Eve six, like, yeah. you know, they just throw it in there somewhat unexpectedly. It's I, kind of like I, a I rap song. Almost. <laughs> it's not, it's not a rap song, but it reminds yeah. me of that wordplay that you would use <clears throat> in a rap song or at least yeah. a bar. So anyways, I just want to say that had a fun track. Yeah. It, it fits. That's hippopotamus is also yeah. an appropriate fun track. And, uh, then the other songs I, I enjoyed, like, uh, I enjoyed a lot of these songs, but just the, the ones that are kind of sticking out. So, uh, Bummin, Local Construction, Miss Hippopotamus, Air for Free, and then God. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was really, um, really interesting. It was more of like a serious song and, and a more kind of like overtly Christian, which is kind of, which they kind of hadn't done for a while, I don't think, which. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I liked it. And I, I like for this album, again, I would give this one a thumbs up. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. 
Yeah. I just wanted to call out one interesting thing too. Yeah, yeah. Just in terms of the titles of these tracks and how it was organized, it feels like it's the anti Fallout Boy album because <laughs> you have God, Cat, Man, <laughs> Flower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Very, you know, one word one, things. Yeah. And, and there's a few songs also that are just like the apostrophe, like Bummin', for example. Yeah. You know, they end in apostrophe and I don't know. I just thought that was kind of an interesting – Sleepin' was the other one I was thinking of, Bummin' yeah, and Sleepin'. Yeah. So they both have the I-N apostrophe. It was just a very interesting – you know, from the creative standpoint, I just yeah. – for everything that Reliant K has done before, their titles are usually pretty wordy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not talking about the only thing worse than beating a dead horse, <laughs> yeah. that song. But they they usually have a phrase for those things. Which yeah, it's usually you know like you know five or six words or like a short a short little phrase or whatever, and not just one word. You know, right? But God, and that's <clears throat> yeah. you know again that's part of something interesting where yeah. it somewhat defies your expectations from them. But overall, I think it did feel like them. I can't say that. This album, if I heard this first, I can't say I would be the fan of mm. the band. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be. No, I think that's. I think that's fair. I think. I think it's something that like, um, I enjoy because I know some of their previous work. But if it yeah. was maybe the first thing I ever heard, I don't. I, maybe I wouldn't be. Yeah. I wouldn't seek seek out more. Yeah. If they. If this was the first album I heard. I would maybe go to their concert, but I wouldn't be yeah. busting out the door. But if my first album was mm-hmm or yeah. two lefts, I'd be like, okay, this is this is going to be great. I know what to yeah. expect. Do you feel the same way? Um, yeah, I think that I think that's pretty fair. Like I said, I think that it's um, a good album, uh, but I think it builds upon a lot of like their their previous stuff. Like I said, I think it was maybe like a return to form, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, of like the things that I like about them as a band. Um, but yeah, I like, it was an enjoyable album. I liked it. Um, I, you know, give it a, give it a thumbs up. All right. I will, I will, I will give it uh, my, I'll save this for my side. Thumb. You're, you're, you're going to, you're <laughs> going to be like uh, the, the emperor. You're not sure yeah. if you're going to go. I'm, I'm still not sure because yeah. for that reason to me, for, yeah. for it to get a thumbs up, it's going to be something that I have reason to come back to in the near yeah. future. And I can't see myself really coming back to that in a given circumstance. Like, Oh, I really feel like listening yeah. to this today. I'll For, probably pick a few songs, yeah. but maybe not the album. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably fair. Like I said, since uh, hearing some of those songs be performed mm-hmm. live, uh, I've listened to Bummin quite a bit and Mrs. Hippopotamuses. Um, the other ones, uh, not quite so much, but those two in particular really, you know, kind of stuck with me and I've been, been enjoying them. Yep. Um, all right. So I think we're, we're, uh, ready to kind of wind things down here. Cause we're, we're, we've already got, you know, a, a whole episode that we're tacking this on to the end of, but any, any final thoughts here, Mike? No, happy podcast anniversary, Jared. It's been yes. a fun run so far. This will be episode number 21, which is pretty crazy we've been yeah, at yeah. this for a year so yeah more more, more than, than a year yeah yeah so good uh, times had by all if you want to hear more content about things like this if you want us to do deeper dives i just feel like there's a lot to unpack and we just don't want to be the wikipedia readers for these bands we really want yeah. to tie it in with something that's maybe personal or <clears throat> at least more experiential than 
just the the surface level. So we thought this one was worth a deep dive. It remains yeah. to be seen. We'll listen to the audience as yeah. to whether or not we want to dive deep into, for example, the salty yeah. <laughs> universe. I definitely think I definitely think this was worth a revisit to to give them their due and appreciate all of their their old their their old albums and their new albums and and uh, if this is something that people like, if people like you know like a revisit after a year or something, like we could maybe go and do that um, for for some things like you know do another episode of. Bible man or salty or whatever it is, but, uh, you'll let us, let us know what you think about this, uh, you know, this format or whatever. And, uh, Mike, where could they do that? Where would they go if they want to tell us about this stuff? Well, they can go online to do that at, (laughs) (laughs) you thought I wasn't going to say it. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know these. You always do this part. (laughs) So at YG reunion tour, if you're on Twitter, at Youth Group Reunion Tour on Instagram, and you can check out our Yat page with links to everything else, including the Fan Run Discord, which is a great place to hang out and post your favorite Christian memes in at y.at slash, these are all emojis, cool, church, raised hands, guitar. And so just type those four emojis into your browser if you have Opera or y.at slash those four emojis, and all the links will be there. All right, sweet. And uh, so, Mike, we are recording virtually today, so there's no, there's no <laughs> there's chance, okay. there's no chance that we're going to be able to do this. I'm going to close time. my eyes so I don't okay. watch you. Okay. Okay. So you want to try and do it at the same time, or do we want to just let one of us do it? No, let's try it at the same time. I'm closing okay. my eyes so the okay. lag is not going to be bad. It's not going to be mixed up. Okay. But we're going to do it in like one count. So it's like catch you on the flip side, right? Okay. Okay. So, do you want me to start it? Yeah, you start it. Okay. Until next time, we'll catch, we'll catch you on, on the, the flip, flip side. Yeah. It was close. <laughs> you went kind of slower. What's I went slower. Deal? Okay, you do it. Okay. You, you start right. it. Okay. I'm, I'm, now I'm going to close my close eyes. Close your eyes. We're okay. both, our eyes okay. are both closed. Okay. No one's looking around. Yeah. All heads bowed. Yeah. All, All heads bowed. All right. Do this with us, guests. <laughs> So with that, we'll catch you on, on the, the flip side. side. Nope, too we hard remotely. Oh, I think we did it that time. Oh, was it, that sounded, good? it sounded good on my end. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>